It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen. Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Time and distance are no barrier to energy. And that means no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you are here for a reason. And I hope that something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. The holidays are well and truly upon us. And for a lot of that, that comes with a chance to be around family members and friends and maybe not friends who delight us and mystify us and stymie us and trigger us with the ways that they respond, the way they act, the things that they say. It's a time when old triggers and old patterns lurk around every corner. And it's also a time when we can find powerful transformation and deepening of understanding in our relationships. So why do we behave the way that we do. Author and teacher Dondi Dolan is my guest today, and she's got wisdom with her about an ancient personality system that can help us gain a greater understanding of ourselves and deeper insight into others. Are you ready to meet her? Dondi Dolan grew up in the world of energy medicine. She's the co-author of The Little Book of Energy Medicine with her mom, Donna Eden, and her new book, The Five Elements, is available now. And along with energy medicine, Dondi also grew up in the world of show business. She's a member of the Screen Actors Guild and has won the titles of both Belly Dancer of the Universe, now you know I have to ask more about that, and Outstanding Speaker in the Nation. She's been seen in more than 100 commercials, performed in more than 30 countries, and is one of the few American dancers to have had a successful career in the Middle East. You can find out more about Dondi and the Five Elements and all her work at LearnTheFiveElements.com. Dondi, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, I am so happy to be here, Karen. I love your show, and I'm just thrilled to talk about people and empowerment and the holidays and stress, all of it. <laughs> Before we start, can I please know what it means to be belly dancer of the universe? Because that is so cool. What is that? It's every planet. It's not just Wow, Earth. <laughs> you're intergalactic. I am. It's the, it's the biggest title. It's so it's funny in a way, but in another way, I'll tell you, it's a tremendously wonderful event that takes place every year in Los Angeles. It's headed by a mother-daughter belly dance team, and I think it's going on 30 years now, and I won it back in 2000, and dancers, men and women, male and female belly dancers, come in from all over the world, Brazil, Egypt, Africa, Canada, Mexico, and they compete for this huge title. (laughs) And yeah, it's a whole weekend and there's little 
tiny tot belly dancers and senior belly dancers, and there's fusion belly dancers who mix belly dance with jazz or belly dance with hip-hop. It's, it's a very exciting event. There is, in belly dancing to me, there is a joy and a passion. There's a power. There's a way of being connected in through the body and then just kind of um, shining, broadcasting energy out. Have you always been like that? Is that how you are in the world in all ways? Thank you. I, I do feel I am that way. And I have to give credit to my mom, my mom, my mom and my dad, although my mom uh, led me and my sister with much more light in being ourselves, teaching us we could do whatever we wanted. And in fact, when I was little, my sister and I were both little and told our parents we were interested in dance lessons. And of course, we wanted to take tap and ballet and what all the other little girls were doing. And they are the ones who said, you know what? There are these other dances. There's African dance. There's Irish dance. There's Polynesian dance. And there's Middle Eastern dance, which people call belly dance. And they introduced us to these dances. They were always very open-minded and eclectic and did teach us to live through that passion and joy and to go for what we felt passionate about. Can you say a little bit about, you did grow up with your, and your mom is Donna Eden, who many listeners will be familiar with that work. Can you say a little bit about what put you on the path of wanting to write about and teach about the five elements system? Because you started early with that, right? Yes, I started early. My mom always talked about energy. She saw energy from her earliest moments of being a little toddler and being able to see sickness in the body, wellness in the body. She grew up and and described it as being able to walk down the street and not really seeing what people were wearing or the way their hair was fixed, but instead seeing almost through their body like an x-ray vision and being able to see, wow, there's some blockage around their kidneys or what's that gray stuff up around their heart. And so she raised us with this awareness and started teaching us different energy systems in the body, taught us about meridians and chakras and the aura. And one of the energy systems is the five elements. And it's a personality type system. It's a health system. It's an energy system. So my sister and I grew up with it, and it was always part of our life. And no matter what I did, I went off on my dance career around the world. I was in show business. I was a tour guide for a while. But no matter what I did, the five elements was woven through everything, especially every relationship I had with every person I met. And whether that was five minutes in a grocery store and being able to use the five elements to get along better with the grocery clerk or a lifelong uh, relationship with a friend or or a boyfriend or, or an aunt or an uncle. And so by the time I was in my 20s, I thought, oh my gosh, I want everyone to know the five elements how I have known it. Because a lot of people are introduced to the five elements through Chinese medicine. But I was introduced to it through the healing of my mom and more as a personality type system. So 25 years ago, I wanted to the, to write this book. It was finally published a couple of months ago. And I'm so happy because I really think it will help people 
with their relationships, with maybe some real questions they've had. How do I get along with this person? Why does she act that way? Why does he always say that? There are answers in the five elements that are immediate, that are simple, that are easy, and you can you can start applying them as soon as you delve into the five elements, which is so great. And I think even by the end of this show today, people listening will be able to maybe have an inkling as to what their element is and elements of those people around them. And the holidays are just going to be better with less stress. <laughs> so they'll be more singing and celebrating and less triggering and everyone flouncing off in a huff. Not that that would ever personally happen to me or I would do that. This is other people's holidays that I'm talking about here. Um, where did the system originate? Now, this is a deeply ancient system, but as you said, most people come to it through Chinese medicine. And for a long time, we just didn't know about it. So where did it originate and why haven't we heard of it before? Right. So it's, it started in China 5,000 years ago, and we have a lot of evidence of it around 2,000 years ago, just over 2,000 years ago. It started heavily being written into medical text. So doctors and physicians started actually writing it down. And so it is very ancient. It's very old. And people in the East, in Asia, would use the five elements every day. They'd wake up and say, am I in a metal phase? Well, I know I'm a water person, so how am I going to be in this metal phase today? And by the way, the five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal, which are metaphors for how we act, how we react, how we behave, how we relate to people under stress. So people in the East were using the five elements in their health. Every element has a certain part of the body that they're susceptible to, and so you can tap into the, the health attributes and challenges of your element. But then what happened in the 1930s, 1940s, Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao, as many people in the West call him, started to dictate what people could do in China. He became the ruler, and he wanted everybody to be the same, think the same, act the same. He even wanted people to eat rice at the same time, and so he suppressed many things that would help people to be individuals. Feng Shui, history, historic buildings were destroyed, poetry, prose, uh, jobs that would make people really individual thinkers. He suppressed one of the things was the five elements. So it, it kind of went underground and was brought back to the West in the 19, let's say the 1960s, 70s with a man named Worsley. And that will be a familiar name to people who study acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and so take us up to today, 2016, and people are really interested in the five elements. In the West here, we've had the Myers-Briggs system and the Enneagrams, and I believe more and more people are being introduced to the doshas from India, and all of these personality-type systems are amazing and wonderful because they help us to know ourselves, to have insight into ourselves, to have insight into other people because as much as we kind of know, it's kind of a no-brainer that everybody perceives the world differently, but when you really sink into that, that everybody 
sees differently, hears sounds differently, hears words differently. Everybody, like you said, is triggered by different things. Everybody has a different way of how they feel acknowledged. When you start really sinking into this, oh my gosh, then these personality type systems are a roadmap. And the reason I like the five elements is not only because I was raised in it, but it's so simple. I have found with Myers-Briggs, for instance, there are a lot of initials and letters and I get confused. (laughs) The five elements is just five. It's water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And then how those elements combine starts making things very, very rich and very, very interesting. And the other thing about the five elements is that it is also a health system. So when you find out your element, you can find out what health challenges may come up for you in your life and prevent those challenges before they even happen. Before we get into the uh, characteristics of the specific types, you you said something in the book, and this is, by the way, Dondi Dolan, and the new book is The Five Elements. You said something in the book about how we sometimes find the system difficult to understand because of the way in which, as we are being raised, our natural intuition, our natural flow, our natural patterns are sometimes... Um, changed or suppressed or taken out of us. That's I'm a professional intuitive and that's something I feel very strongly about is the way in which we work with our children to either let them be who they are or not. So can you say a little more about that? I imagine that your upbringing, it feels very free to me from what you've written in the book. Yes, I had a very free upbringing. And what ties into the five elements and also my upbringing is that my mom always felt very firmly that every child, every person on earth has a different vibration, a different energy, a different vibe. And as parents especially, we need to really pay attention to what that vibration is of that child and that child and that child and that they're all different. And when you realize this, then you don't, teach your children the same. You don't even raise them the same. My mom talks about how with the five elements, she raised me and my sister completely different because my sister is an earth and fire. She's a combination of earth and fire, and I'm a combination of wood and water. And those are totally different. For a a wood person, they they do well with discipline. Discipline feeds them, nurtures them, helps them to become an autonomous human being later in life. Discipline for a fire earth, not so good. (laughs) They may be rebellious. They may go inside of themselves and feel unloved. It's a completely different way to raise a child depending on what their element is, and it's a beautiful way. And did I answer your question or have I gone off? (laughs) Well, no, you're making me realize I was wondering as I was reading through the book, I thought I'm going to read this book and I will know at the end of my type. And what I really realized is I want to go back and spend more time with this because it's not simple. This isn't like a like one of those Cosmo magazine quizzes, like which of these are you? It's complex. There's different kind of archetypes that go with each one. There are ways that the elements, as you alluded to, you carry one primary and maybe another one or two um, secondary elements. And what I realized, though, as I was listening to Dondi, is that I think I am the mother of a fire teenager. 
And mm. and as you were saying that about discipline, that just I could hear the penny drop. I'm thinking back to several conversations I've had with him lately. Hmm. And I wonder if I adjusted my style a little bit, if I would see a different result. So thank you. That's right there. You just did something for me. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you are so welcome. And I'll say something about fire kids since you may, since you think you may have a fire child. Fires, and you can see if this resonates with you, fires really love celebration and they really love joy. And so my mom learned early on with my sister, if my mom could present life through a lot of celebration, my sister would be more reachable and she would reach out more to my mom. And so my mom took us to a lot of events, a lot of Renaissance fairs and Dickens fairs and Christmas was a big deal and Hanukkah was a big deal and Halloween was a big deal. And she found that my sister really could could find herself in the celebrations. For me, celebrations, I love them, but they aren't as important to me as I would. I do the work, and I like to go forward and work. And, and sometimes the celebrations can even get in the way. That's, you know, that's one of the challenges with a wood. They become workaholics. And so knowing these differences between your kids is very enlightening as a parent. Maybe what we should do is start at the beginning here. Now these, the, the five elements, water, wood, fire, earth, and metal are in that order for a specific reason, because it has to do with the life cycle. It has to do with the progression of the seasons. Can you start us off with water and maybe say a little bit about that and also its place on that wheel? Yes, I would love to. So when somebody goes to a book about the five elements or the internet Oftentimes, they will see a wheel or a circle, and the elements will be placed around the circle, and we start with water. And the reason we start with water is because there are two archetypes for water. One is the deep thinker, the philosopher, and the other is the baby. So we're starting with the baby, the birth. And you can see this and feel it when you start to talk to a water person. The water person is very curious, like babies and toddlers are. And the water person has really good ideas, and they come up with brilliant little sayings, and and they say funny little things. And their intuition is high, their creativity is high, and they're looking for meaning. As babies and little kids do, they're looking for meaning in life. What does this mean to me? Well, that person just said that. What does that mean? Waters do this all their life, looking for meaning in books and songs and music, the written word, the spoken word, even walking through the rain and listening to the sound of the rain. This is how deep the water person is. And my mom always reminds me about waters, probably because I have a lot of water and she wants to remind me, because waters are the first in the wheel, the first in this circle. We start with water and they are the baby. Sometimes they feel kind of alone and unparented. Water people can feel alone in life, even if they have a lot of loving people around them. And it's, it's kind of because they are the first because there is nothing before them. Whereas the next element, wood, is the second element and it has water before it, which supports it. We say water supports wood. So if there's a water person, 
and a wood person. The wood is going to feel very supported by that water person. And the wood type is very, very different than the water. The wood type is moving forward, uh, getting ahead. They see the future. They see what's wrong in situations, and they know how to fix it. They come in with solutions. They have a lot of drive. They're very dedicated to causes, dedicated to work. They work very, very hard, and their archetype is the pioneer. So what does the pioneer do? The pioneer goes out first. They want to explore. They want to get out there, and they take risks. They go to the edge of the cliff when no one else will. And so the wood is a, is a very powerful person, but when I say that, and maybe we can touch on this if there's time, there, there are challenges with every element, as you can imagine. I'm going to hit on the positive notes, <laughs> but there are challenges. And the next element in the wheel is the fire. So we're just going around the wheel. The fire is the life of the party. Life is a celebration. They take, fires take serious moments and they somehow bring it back to a joyful place. They, they see the optimism. They want others to feel the optimism. They're very positive people. And this is a good tip if you have a fire child, when things get too serious, they will probably uh, detach. Mm. They'll probably close down a little bit. They may not be as communicative anymore. I know with my fire sister, when we were little and my mom would say, honey, I need to have a talk with you. That was it. Her fire couldn't even take how serious that was. Mm -hmm. And so she would turn off. So uh, with fire people, you want to keep things light. Even if you're going to talk about something serious, you want to, to always bring in the present, happy, charismatic, joyful moments into that seriousness. And the next element is earth. By the way, that let me just jump back to fire. Their archetype is the wizard. And so you can imagine the wizard with their velvet cape and the glitter is kicking up into the air and, and things are magical. When fires are around, life really is magical. And so the earth person is next in the wheel, and their archetype is the caretaker. They are, oh my gosh, they are born to serve others. This isn't even a choice. They are here on earth to be devoted and loyal and connected to other people. They are almost never thinking about themselves first, whereas the woods, they're thinking about themselves first, <laughs> how to get ahead. And that isn't always a bad thing. Woods are very successful in business and with corporations. The earths are always thinking about others. How can I help that person? Is that person struggling? Oh, no. Is that person in pain? What can I do to make them feel better? Are those two people fighting? How can I bring the peace? They're peacemakers, and they don't like conflict. They want everybody to get along. And, the, and whether they're going to bake a pie for somebody or just come in and be a shoulder that someone can lean on, they're, they're going to try and bring the peace. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful element. My sister and I always say, no matter what your element is, if you can access your earth, that's a beautiful thing because they are the voice of compassion and reason. 
And the last in the wheel is metal. So we've gone around the whole wheel and we've come to this archetype that is the queen or the alchemist. And the alchemist is that person who takes a, a common stone, a common rock, and turns it into gold. And this is what metals do. So let's say you're in a business meeting with a metal. It is that person who probably won't say a lot. They don't have a lot of high and low emotions. They'll sit. They'll listen to the whole meeting. They'll listen to everybody. And right then when the wood is just about to say, okay, we're done, let's go on to lunch, the metal will say, just a moment, I have something to say. And the metal will come up with the most incredible wisdom, the gems that everybody kind of mold over for the, the other parts of the meeting, the metal will come up with. It, it's beautiful what they do. They can seem very sophisticated. They're calm, cool, and collected. They're reverent. They really meet life where it's at. So keep in mind that all of these elements have, like I said, health challenges. All of them have attributes. And it's it's so incredible when you touch into your element and what the people are around you, you understand that you don't need to take things so personally. It's not about, oh my gosh, what my mom said at Christmas dinner, I can't believe it. No, now you're saying things like, oh, I get it. My mom's a fire. Of course she would say that. That's in her nature. That's who she is. That's her vibration. And then you learn to communicate with the person. And, and like I said, communication becomes blessed when you have the five elements. So that's it in a nutshell. Oh, it's beautiful. And you've taken us just beautifully right to the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Don D. Dolan. We're talking about the five elements personality system. You can learn more about that through Dondi's new book, The Five Elements, and on her website, learnthefiveelements.com. When I come back, I want to know more about some of the challenges for each of these types and how they can combine and how we can spot the elements in the people in our lives. We'll be right back after this. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. The Empower Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. 
Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary to the public library. Or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. And now back to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager on Empower Radio. EmpowerRadio.com. Welcome back to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Dondi Dolan. Her new book is The Five Elements, and you can find out more about Dondi and her work at learnthefiveelements.com. And of course, I welcome your feedback, your questions, your comments about what you're hearing on the air today. Who is it in your life, whether it's over a holiday meal or just a casual encounter in your normal non-holiday life, who triggers you, who pushes your buttons? How could understanding their personality type using the system help you get a better understanding of yourself and of that relationship. You can always reach me with your questions and comments. I'm Karen at KarenHager.com. And of course, KarenHager.com is the website where there are many good things just lying around waiting for you to click on them. So Dondi, we were talking right before we went to the break. We'd gone through that wheel of the five elements, water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And you were starting, you'd given some personality traits and you were starting to talk about medical challenges. One of the things that Worsley said, if I understand it correctly, is that when we are born, we are born with an imbalance, right? We bring imbalance in and that that's what causes health challenges. Can you speak into that a little bit? And can these imbalances be corrected? Yes, the imbalances can absolutely be corrected. And I, you know, I I do like Worsley and I read a lot about what he has written Again, everyone's individual, and I know some people come in with really strong constitutions and very healthy, and others don't. But what you find when you look at the five elements is that water people experience a lot of the same health challenges. Fire people experience a lot of the same health challenges, So, and, and on through the, all of the other three elements. So when you look to what your element is, 
and you know what the health challenges will be, then you can work with them before it takes you into disease or illness. And that's what's so great about it. So let's start with water, if I, if I could, sure. if that's okay with you, Karen, oh, and yes. I'll talk about some of these health challenges. So water, their susceptibility lies in the kidneys and the bladder. So when I say that, it doesn't mean that if you're a water type, you will have problems with your kidneys and your bladder, but many of your issues can stem from your kidneys and your bladder. And so let's take the simple, simple thing about when people get dark circles under their eyes. If you go to a Western medicine doctor, they're going to look at the dark circles. They may take a few blood tests. They may find some answers and they may not. And they'll most likely put you on a medication. If you go to a Chinese doctor, they're going to look at the dark circles under your eyes, realize that that is associated with the kidneys. They're going to figure out your elemental type. A lot of times, if you have dark circles, you have a lot of water in you. They're going to give you foods and herbs that correlate with that element that will strengthen you as a water and different movements. For, for instance, slower movements are very good for waters. Tai Chi, swimming, and I don't mean like competitive swimming, but slow swimming, walking. These are very, very good for the energetic makeup of a water. And, you know, we live in a society where, especially like in the 90s, I remember it it was said that you had to, you know, work out really hard and go to the gym for two hours or you, you wouldn't be able to stay healthy. Well, this isn't true for everyone. We have our waters and also our metals who do well with very slow exercises. And I'll, I'll cover metal in the end, but let me just go through them real fast. For wood, The parts of the body are the liver and the gallbladder. Woods have challenges with liver and gallbladder. So when you know that, as a wood, you'll want to be extra careful about what you put into your body because your liver has to process everything. And here in the West, we talk about processing food and drink and, of course, alcohol, which affects the liver. But in in China and the, the East, they, they see the whole body as an ecosystem. So it's not only that what you ingest affects your liver, but your emotions affect your liver because your mind and your body are connected. And so it behooves you as a wood to know this, to be able to work with emotions. And I'll go over the main emotions for a moment, but let me just run through. So for fire, it's the pericardium, which is that little protective sac around the heart. It's the heart itself, it's the small intestine, and the triple warmer. And the triple warmer is actually an energy system in the body that governs fight, flight, or freeze, which makes sense because fires tend to panic under stress. So they want to work with the triple warmer energy, and you can do that through easy exercises. The earth person has the spleen and the stomach, two parts of the body that really you know, they're they're directly connected through digestion. And so again, digesting, you know, a lot of earths are very emotional. Earths tend to, earth people tend to hold on to the past. Well, all of that needs to be digested. And I know it can sound really funny to people who haven't 
uh, connected emotion and body parts before, but they are connected. I assure you they are. And then the metal gets the large intestine and the lungs. And so when let's say a person is a metal type and they have a skin problem. Let's say they have a lot of acne and they've gone to Western doctors and they've gotten all the creams and they don't know what to do. Well, again, if you went to a Chinese medicine doctor the doctor would see that you're a metal element type. Large intestine and lungs are your main organs to deal with. Well, if your large intestine isn't processing food and releasing waste and toxins, then that's going to come out through your skin, and there you have the acne. So it's a connect-the-dots type of thing, and the more you study the five elements, the more this all makes sense. And then it ties into all of these emotions that we kind of default to under stress. And I'd be happy to touch on those if you would like me to. Oh, yes, please do, because it's that's fascinating to me. It seems like the looking at the way someone behaves under stress might be I'm thinking of the people gathered around my holiday table and I'd like to be able to type them and do it quickly is one of the ways I can do that by looking at how they respond under stress. That seems to be a key part of the system. It is a key, and you can you can look at a lot of things. You can listen to the tone in their voice. Woods usually have a deeper octave. Fires and earth speak more up here, kind of sing-songy, especially the fires. Oh, Merry Christmas, I miss you, oh, I love you. And the earths are kind of singing along, so you can listen to tones in people's voices. And also, yes, yeah, see how they react under stress, so... A water person usually goes to fear. And and sometimes you have a combination of elements and two very strong elements. So, for instance, I have water and wood. Those are my strongest. I will go to my wood emotion, and that is anger. Woods get angry. When they're stressed, they get angry. They get angry about what's happening, what's not happening, what that person did, the mess around, the chaos. They Woods do not like chaos. The waters, instead, they retreat, they go to fear, they may go sit on the couch all alone, they probably won't talk about the fear, they aren't going to say, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm scared about what Aunt Martha is going to say to Uncle Bob, or I'm, I'm scared about the new year and what may happen in my work, but that's what they're feeling inside, usually. The fires panic, they are the ones who start running around like a chicken with their head cut off and nothing's going right and I don't know what to do and oh my gosh, everyone's arriving. Ah, ah. And you can see their heart beating and you can see them sweating. They usually start to sweat, fire sweat. Their face usually t- turns pink or red. <laughs> the earths, oh my gosh, the earths are the worriers and they're more calm about it. So the, the fires go into a high panic, like this big wildfire, The earths are more calm, but they're worrying and over-worrying. And, oh, no, did I not get the right present for that person? And, and, oh, no, Martha is going to sit next to Bob, and they're going to fight. And, oh, no, what's going to happen when Christmas is over? And, And this and that and that and this, and they're worried about everything. And the metals, the metals go to grief. And it's this really subtle thing that happens, you can see it in their eyes, they go to grief of maybe a place that once was, people that were once around who no longer are, 
They're grieving the passing of the season. One of the big lessons for metals is to let go and allow things to release from their lives, but that can be very difficult. And so there's an underlying grief that the metals can have. And metals will detach. They'll, they'll just detach under stress. You're there at the big Christmas celebration or Hanukkah celebration, whatever it may be. And the family is there and the friends are, are there. And then, whoops, where did Richard go? Where did Uncle Richard go? He just disappeared. He detached. <laughs> he probably left if he was really stressed. <laughs> That's what metals do. But you know what? Once you start knowing this, you you no longer blame Uncle Richard or, or Martha anymore. You never blame these these people in your family because you realize we all go to a place under stress that isn't our best self. We all have it. And and once we can take that in and know that we're all driven by fears, by motivations, by anger, by behaviors, once we can understand that, then we can direct our behavior. We can forgive ourselves, forgive others, and start to kind of modify our our behavior so we reach our full potential and so we can bring out the full potential in others in these relationships. Well, and it it's one of the triggers I think sometimes when we get together, well, and in relationships in general, is we very often are waiting for someone to change. Why do they always do that? When will they realize? Will this year be the year that they don't run around like a crazy person when the pie doesn't come out of the oven? And the answer almost always is no. Because we right, we run in these patterns for a reason, but in understanding it, we can change our response. And in changing the response, we can support the other person and support ourselves. And all of a sudden, everything just got a lot less frantic. Absolutely. And when we start to change our response to whatever is happening, and like you said, then the other person feels supported, then change does occur because people want support. They want to feel acknowledged. And like I said earlier in this show, everyone feels acknowledged differently. For some people, it's a meaningful conversation. For others, it's just telling them, you know what, I hear you. Even if you disagree with the person, those words can change everything. You know what, I hear you. And for some people, just to know that they're heard can change everything. When when somebody is going nuts in the kitchen during Christmas and, and burning the food and acting crazy and everybody else is, is in the living room saying, oh my gosh, it's crazy again, go in there and say, you know what? I understand. It feels crazy, doesn't it? Just reaffirming the crazy. It feels crazy, doesn't it? Gosh, the holidays are crazy. How can I help you for, so this feels less crazy? So, yes, it goes a long way, these elements. Are there combinations of of the elemental types that are especially wonderful for relationship or especially awful? <laughs> there, there are. There are two different cycles in the five elements of a cycle where elements get along really well together and a cycle where elements don't. And uh, what I call them in the book, the ones that don't, I call the button pushers. Because the ones that don't, it's, it's that experience you can have 
when you're at a meeting or you're at a restaurant or you're just somewhere and someone is pushing your buttons and they may not be doing anything wrong at all. They may not be an obnoxious person. They may not be, maybe no one else is even noticing them, but they're pushing your buttons. (laughs) That may be because you two are on what we call each other's control cycle. And so a person can feel very controlled by another person and there's no rhyme or reason why. Well, when two people are on each other's control cycle, and I'll give you an example, metal controls wood. So a lot of times when a wood is around a metal person, it's just like their buttons are being pushed. They're kind of irritated. Well, it's, it's difficult to explain, but it's an energy. It is an energy within the elements. And once you know about it, everything becomes easier. Now that I know that I can feel like my buttons are being pushed by metals, metal people don't push my buttons as much. I know it sounds funny, but I'll, I'll walk into a room sometimes with my sister and I'll say, oh my gosh, I don't know what I did wrong, but that group of people did not like me. And she'll say, Dondi, that group of people was all metal. They were all metals and you're a wood. Of course they didn't like you, but they don't even know why they don't like you. It's the elements. (laughs) So we can break through that then. We can break through that behavior. I can approach the metals and, and warm up to them and reach out to them instead of just being irritated. Likewise, there are elements that get along really well with each other. Woods and fires together. Woods support fires. So a fire person who's often, oh, they they tend to go all over the place. They jump around in conversation. They jump around in their work. They're here and they're there. And they often, they interrupt people during conversations. They're very high energy and they're very happy, but they're scattered. Well, a wood can be very grounding for a a fire because a, a wood comes in A wood is not scattered at all. They know exactly what they need to say. They know when they're going to say it. They have a plan. And so they can be very supportive for fire people. So, yes, to answer your question, it goes both ways. But what I'd like to say about this is a lot of people will read in Five Elements books and also on the Internet where we get so much of our information, it'll say, well, this element doesn't get along with that element. What I like to say is, Once you know the five elements, you can get along with just about anyone. And my mom and her husband, who have been married 40 years now and who are deeply in love, are on each other's control cycle. By all intents and purposes, their elements shouldn't get along. And believe me, they've had their tough times, but they explain that having the five elements helped them through their relationship They're now on the other side of the difficulties. They got through it. And it wasn't always easy, but they did it. And now they're more in love than ever. So I say the five elements, again, helps you understand everybody. You mentioned about being with your sister and your sister saying, oh, that group of people was all metals. How does she she know that? How can you tell? (laughs) You can tell a lot of ways. So... The the most obvious when you're in a place with a lot of people is the body type and the face shape. So every element has a different body type. The waters 
are usually a body type that um, they usually aren't too tall, aren't too short. They're kind of just average height. They aren't real muscular. Waters have a hard, harder time making muscle, and they seem to be a little doughy. So they're a little plushy, sometimes a little pudgy or chubby. Those are the waters. They have round faces usually, kind of moon faces. And when you see a water walk, they kind of stroll slowly and they have a heavy weight. They, slow, they, they, they go slowly and it's kind of a heavy stroll closer to the ground, if that makes sense. Deep, they have uh, bent knees and they're just kind of walking along. The wood type, they have the body type that's very squared off shoulders they are on a mission to get places. So they're usually the person in the crowd who is moving fast. They're walking toward their destination. It's almost like a speed walk. And again, I just talked about squared off shoulders. Woods are usually on the shorter side, and they do make muscle easier. A lot of uh, bodybuilders have a lot of wood element and and, and these very strong-looking men and women who do have the muscle, and you can see that ripped muscle in their arms and their abdomen, and woods have a stronger jawline. The fires are usually on the spelt side. They're, they're burning the calories. They're very high energy. They're moving all around. Me and my mom often joke about people who have fire thighs. Fire thighs are thinner thighs <laughs> because they're burning that metabolism and they have kind of a, a longer face. They're often smiling, so it's hard to miss the fires. And believe it or not, oftentimes they have blonde or red curly hair or frizzy hair. I don't know why. I'm trying to find out, <laughs> but they do with a sparkle in their eye. The earth types are rounder. Think of Mother Earth. They usually have bigger hips, whether it's a man or a woman. They're similar to the water in that they can be a little pudgy or chubby and uh, not real tall. I would say earths are often on the medium to shorter side. And then the metals are where you get your height. A lot of metals are tall. I know many metal women who are over six foot. If a metal isn't tall, they look tall. They have long limbs, long fingers, long legs, long arms, long faces, and their hair is usually straight or, uh, and, and it, it could be blonde or brown, but it's usually straighter and they glide. So when they're walking along, they're gliding and there's no sway of the hips. That's with the earth. The earth is swaying their hips and walking along. Like, like they have earbuds in their ears and they're listening to music, but oftentimes they aren't. That's just how they walk. So you can see these things right off the bat. It's fascinating, and it also invites a little bit of intuition in. Um, I was at a big event last night with my partner and, and our kids, and I'm imagining all those people in the crowd. If I had engaged my intuition, if I'd known then what I know now after reading the book, I bet I could have done some kind of impromptu typing of people right in that group. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, once you know the five elements, it's hard not to do impromptu typing. <laughs> it's hard not to start to say, oh my gosh, that guy's a fire. I want to go talk to him. I love fires. Or, oh, that person's a metal. I bet they have a lot of wisdom. I want to have a conversation with them. And, and also what it does, it really grows compassion. It, it's just, it, it's just amazing once you start 
looking at people and like you said, typing them, knowing what their elements are, you have more compassion for them because you know what their challenges are. It can't be easy for an earth to be so tied down to the past. That's a painful thing. You start to have compassion for that instead of saying, oh my gosh, my sister always talks about that boyfriend from 25 years ago. You don't say that anymore. Now you have compassion. You're like, oh my gosh, it's pa- it has to be painful for her to, to be so tied to the past and not be able to release it as quickly as some other elements do, like wood. Now, can you let the listeners know, I know that you teach all of, you're all over the place, right? So teach at Omega Institute, you're all over. Listeners can go to your website. Can you let them know what your website is, how they can get the book, and what's next for you? I would love to. The website is learnthefiveelements.com, learnthefiveelements.com. And if you go there, you can take a quiz to find out your elements. The quiz is free. It takes about four minutes. And you will find out your primary and your secondary element. And then there will be some information you can read about those elements. You can buy the book everywhere. It's called The Five Elements. It's a bestseller on Amazon, bestseller on Barnes & Noble. It's at a lot of independent bookstores, so it's easy to find. And then, yes, thank you for mentioning Omega. My sister and I have been teaching there for 15 years. We'll be there in July of 2017. And we have a big Europe tour coming up, so we'll be teaching in Wales, London, France, Uh, And that's all in March. I'll be in Cincinnati in April teaching the five elements. And this is all on my website at learnthefiveelements.com. Wow. That's amazing. And it's really fun to hear this work, this idea spreading to all of those different places. It's fun but it's all, there's so much more to it. And this is part of why I'm recommending the book to the listeners. There are in-depth quizzes. There are sort of exercises, movement exercises for each type. There's a whole bunch of information that we couldn't get to in an hour. And so I recommend, I recommend this book. This is great. Dondi, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your time and your wisdom. We hardly scratched the surface, really, because there's a lot here. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And I just thank you, Karen, for allowing me some time to to share this with people. It's a whole beautiful world out there. And once you have the five elements, you, you, you are open to more beauty and more compassion. And that's why I love it. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Oh, you're very welcome. That's Dondi Dolan. Her new book is The Five Elements, and you can find out more about Dondi and her work at learnthefiveelements.com. And of course, I ask you to reach out with your questions and your comments, your feedback about the show. You can find me via email, karen at karenhager.com. And karenhager.com is my website where you can take a look at upcoming classes and events. There's a whole bunch of new stuff up there for the new year. And I would guide you just from my heart to your heart, I would guide you that whenever you're listening to this show, if you're coming to the end of one cycle and the beginning of another cycle, as we are, as we go out of the old year and into the new, to be gentle with yourself, to practice compassion, the same loving way that you would listen to and hold space for someone else, the same loving way that you would be present in someone else's life. Please be intentional about being present for yourself in that same way. We often forget that the gift of compassion, the gift of joy and generosity and intuition and all that good stuff that flows through us is available first to ourselves. So be gentle with yourself. Go easy as we go through the holidays. 
and thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.